0: Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author, Becca Eisenberg, brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities.
1: Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 44. Today, I'll be interviewing author Lauren Mosbach. Lauren is a mother of three, a new children's book author, a licensed professional counselor, and a licensed behavior specialist living in the Philadelphia suburbs. She has provided counseling services for children, adolescents, and their families throughout the last 10 years of her career, and opened a private practice a few years ago. Lauren specializes in helping children, teens, and their families navigate issues related to anxiety, depression, ADHD, grief and loss, trauma, social skill difficulties, and low self-esteem. In counseling, Lauren helps cultivate a strong sense of self-worth in her clients, instilling in them the value of kindness towards self and others. Lauren helps her clients identify and build on their unique strengths while equipping them with useful tools to help address their individual areas of need. Um, So Lauren wrote the book, My Sister's Super Skills, and I'm just going to give you a quick intro into what the book is about. Um, So the book introduces children to healthy social emotional skills in a fun way. It's an interactive story that teaches emotional awareness and shares various empowering skills with children by linking each skill with an animal behavior which children can easily remember and act out. And so as a counselor for children, Lauren knows the importance of learning those invaluable tools at an early age to manage stress, grow self-esteem, and assist in navigating today's world. Um, You could also check out her website at laurenmosbach.com. So thank you so much for being here today, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm really excited for you to talk about your book, My Sister's Super Skills. And I think it's you know, a really fantastic book with you know, really nice, um, valuable lessons to it. And I'm excited for you to talk today on the podcast. I think it's going to help out a lot of parents. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. Yes, I'm, yes. So, I'm so happy to be here. So, so the first question
1: I had for you is just, you know, what inspired you to write a children's book?
0: Yeah, so my uh, new book, uh, My Sister Super Skills, it introduces kids to, like you had mentioned, empowering social and emotional skills, which are basically uh, simple and fun ways to help kids manage their emotions and feel happy. Um, and this was inspired by my years of being a therapist and finding what worked really well with, with a lot of different kids. And um, you know what, you know how they had they had fun, you know, doing and learning these skills. Um, I found that these important skills were really helpful. Whether I was working with a child with separation anxiety, or maybe something more very serious like grieving the loss of a family member, um, even going into the schools and working with a classroom with no apparent major. Difficulties, I found that the super skills I introduced in this book are ones that were helpful to kids kind of across the board uh, to increase their self-esteem and develop tools that assist them in bouncing back from from difficulties they encounter in life. And um and these skills that I introduced in the book, uh, they help kids to develop a healthy mindset. And it was important for me to to discuss these skills, um, in a fun and lighthearted and interactive way, because I, I feel like for, for little ones, especially having some little ones myself, and then also counseling, uh, children that when kids can be engaged and can participate and practice the skills, that's really important. So I linked each super skill with an animal behavior and scenario that kids are familiar with, um, you know, like. The lion repeats self affirmations, and the horse takes deep breath breaths, and the sloth slows down, and that me- makes it easier for them to remember and have fun with um, acting out and practicing.
1: So, so one of the things, just to kind of, just to go back a little bit, maybe you could talk about like what are super skills?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, super skills—they're coping skills that I have found to help children grow uh, to to be happy and successful in life. Um, sometimes I think when we hear the word coping, it draws up a negative connotation. So I, I decided to, to kind of to change the word and, and call it super skills because really these skills are empowering. Um, and the super skills that I talk about in my book, they help kids learn different ways to manage their emotions and feel happy. So for example, there were some that let me think here. Um, I start with deep breathing and, uh, I connect that to a force and, and, you know, when kids take deep breaths and they learn how to relax, that is a super skill that helps them in life. Uh, another is self affirmations. And I talk about, um, you know, be like a lion and recall your unique strengths, repeat self affirmations and you will see, I am strong. I'm caring. I'm happy. I mean, um, that's a a line from my book and that that helps kids to, to learn that if they talk about themselves in a positive way, uh, they will, they will feel better about themselves and they will increase their self esteem and, and, um, you know that's that's really important. So super skills basically uh, they are empowering skills that promote positive social and emotional growth. And I go through a variety of them in my book because I feel like it's really important for kids to find out what works well for them. Just just like adults, we have different coping skills that we use um, that we might really enjoy and uh, prefer. And so it was really uh, important as a therapist for me to share a a bunch of different skills that kids could try to connect with.
1: Yeah. And I think, and I think they're really important. I think it's something everyone could relate to because one of the super skills that I guess you would describe is naming your feeling Mm -hmm. to begin the healing. I really like that because I think a lot of times, you know, it's hard for a child to really name their feeling, you know, because right. a lot of times, you know, children don't have that emotional vocabulary that we think mm-hmm. they do, you know, because as adults, right. you know, we know all the feelings, um, and we know what they're called. But I think for a lot of young kids, cause you know, this is a picture book, um, mm-hmm. a lot of kids, you know, it's hard for them to express their feelings because they don't really know what that's called. Like if they feel anxious, they may say, sad or whatever. I mean, they may not be able to really name it. Um right. but I think that's part of the healing is to sort of name it and mm-hmm. it's also validating for kids, you know, cuz you know, I work with a lot of kids who are working on a lot of emotions, you know, as a speech pathologist working with kids with complex communication needs like we're working a lot on them expressing their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, even in the most basic way, but you know, it sometimes you know we can't resolve their problem, but if they could just tell us that they're upset or that they're uncomfortable, they'll, they'll, you know, a lot of kids will calm down just from expressing it because, and, and I think even as adults, you know, that's also like just a good model for our kids because when we're upset, you know, being, being a good model and naming that feeling and being like, okay, you know what? I'm upset right now because... Um maybe you, I can't resolve that problem, but I could certainly talk about it and name it. Um exactly. And I think, yeah. you know, as parents, we have to model that because I think sometimes as adults, you know, we need to, I don't know, at least like in my opinion, I feel like sometimes like we need to, there's this thing where we need to always be okay and always be strong. But, you know, sometimes... And We get upset too, you know, and mm-hmm. when you talk about some of your other, your other, like, especially like the self-affirmation, I think is really important. I think I was listening to, I don't know who I was listening to, I think it was Brene Brown or somebody else, because I really, you know, I read a lot of books and I yeah. listen to a lot of, um, you know, different podcasts and um you know, watch a lot of documentaries and things, but um, one of the things, one of wherever I heard it from was talking about self affirmation and that we need to our self talk. I think it was Brene Brown needs to be positive, and I think even right. as adults, we'll forget that because it's and I think that's important to, to teach kids because I don't think that's something that yeah, naturally comes. I mean, I don't feel like as an adult, like, sort of naturally comes that you're gonna because a lot of people are just hard on themselves, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of kids are hard on themselves too. You know, like, I don't know, just growing up, I always felt like I sort of had to be, you know, not like perfect, but I, I always felt like there was a certain standard, you know, when I was growing up and I had to do this right. And I had to, you know, do well in this and always being too hard on myself. Um, yeah. So, and and the self-care is, I just also want to, I just like to mention the specific super skills in mm-hmm. your book, because I think it's really important because self-care, not only for our kids, but I was saying as parents, we need to model Um, self-care because as parents, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times we're just sort of running around and we're taking care of everybody else, but we're not taking care of ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, modeling that for the kids that I need to, let's say, go to the gym or I need to go do my Pilates or whatever it is, because I need to take care of myself. Um, and, mm-hmm. I, you know, we can only take, to take care of ourselves, we, then, then we could take care of other people. Um, right. So I just really liked how you kind of hit all those different super skills because it helped, like, I think it could lead to some really nice discussions. Um. And mm-hmm. so I guess that's like my next question is that, you know, how could a parent um, best teach their child to express yeah. their emotions?
0: Yeah, well. I, you know, I feel like there's a lot of ways that we can do this as parents. Um, it's so important to help children begin to understand their feelings and why they might be feeling that way. And also to know that every feeling is okay. Sometimes kids feel like, you know, feeling angry is a bad feeling or feeling really sad is a bad feeling. And that's not true. We all have, um, you know, all different feelings, we all experience the same feelings and no feeling is, is bad to have. So I would say that the first step in, in doing this, helping a child to express, um, their emotions is to get, get them to name it. So, so, you know, I call this in my book, name it to tame it and feel it, to heal it. And once kids begin to name and identify how they're feeling, like you had mentioned earlier, they expand their emotional vocabulary and this makes it much easier for them to communicate their emotions to us and together find ways to feel better. Um, so we can help kids begin to develop th- these important skills by one that I really like to start when, when kids are really young is just reading stories that discuss feelings. Um, I think that's, that's really important. You know, they even say that, that babies, they their brains grow when we when we read stories to them, whether or not they have language yet or have acquired you know speech yet. Um, so I think that reading is really important, especially stories that have to do with feelings. And then of course through play, um, using stuffed animals or dolls, tor- toy figurines. My I have three boys, so so we're really big on the animal figurines uh, to act out you know, to play, but then also to act out different emotions, scenarios, um, coping skills. Um, I remember, uh, my, my son, when he, his first day of kindergarten, we were, it was actually the night before his first day of kindergarten. And we were talking about, you know, his class and, um, different ways that he can, you know, make new friends because he had gone to a, um, a different uh, pre-K, uh, or I'm sorry, a different kindergarten uh, at a different school. And, and so we, we kind of, we took the animal figurines and we acted out different ways um, with, of course, me modeling the appropriate, some appropriate questions and responses of, of ways that he could make friends and, and also how to help him teach empathy, um, you know, how it might feel for the teacher to have a, a class full of kids and different things like that. So I really think that that when we use toys and when we use dolls and animal figurines it can be really helpful and effective to help kids learn um, their emotions. So, you know, of course, through play, through reading, I also think through art, um, you know, when we use art to draw, color, or paint different emotions, that can be really fun and effective for kids. And then, of course, you had mentioned um, modeling, healthy, healthy coping tools. And letting kids, you know, I, I think a big one is letting kids know it's okay to cry and asking for hugs. That's so important. Um, we should always encourage kids by modeling calm responses because kids will ultimately respond, you know, how we do. They they learn through modeling others. So we really have that great opportunity to show kids the best way to respond to situations and to give them the tools, whether we're modeling the tools or, sometimes, you know, we have to tell them some different suggestions or ideas or, or show them through reading because we all do this differently. We all learn coping skills and how to feel better in life differently. Maybe art, exercise, um, you know, some of the things I mentioned in my book, like taking deep breaths, self-affirmations, um, even things like yoga, prayer, discussing, you know, our positive strengths. Again, self-affirmations is huge. I love that one. And then of course, what we're thankful for in life, practicing gratitude. Uh, it's also important. And, and science backs, backs a lot of those skills up too, that when we practice things like mindfulness and gratitude and self-affirmations and spending time with loved ones, our brains release those happy chemicals. Um, you know, they throw, our brains throw a feel-good party. Which, which I I describe in my book too. So I think that that there's so many ways that parents have great opportunities to teach children to express their emotions.
1: Mm -hmm. And I just had another question. That you know, why did you choose um, it to be the sister that's that's teaching the child about the super skills and teach that's teaching the little boy?
0: Gosh, um,
1: that's a good question. I was just curious because, yeah. yeah, I, I just kind of thought of it. Um, I was just curious, like, I don't know if you had an older sister or you just thought a sister would be a good model.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I have three boys and I'm the youngest of uh, three and I'm the only girl. So, you know, I don't know. I think that, I think, you know, it's just, it's really important for girls to to realize that they, you know, they're empowering and that they can be great role models. And I I made a point to one great thing about my publisher. One of the many great things is that uh, they encourage us to collaborate with the illustrators. So that was really important for me to not only convey the super skills, you know, from a therapist perspective, but also to um, help you know design what the the children looked like and i really liked also lily the older sister that she had glasses because i think i think it's really important for kids to to realize that there's there's so many different ways that you can be cool and that you can be empowering and you know it's it's just i i just love how lily you know she's the older sister she has glasses she's de- described in the book as having a big heart also being you know, creative and, and, um, bright and, and fun. And then, you know, of course, most importantly, she shares these great super skills with her younger brother. So, so yeah, I think it was great to have a a female as a, as a, um, positive role model.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, just having older siblings could be such, such good models, um, and definitely, you know, there to help their, Mm -hmm. their younger siblings. Um, so, you know, we could talk can we talk a little bit about your background cuz you you do sure. have a really, you know, um you got a great background in therapy and behavior and so I was just curious if you could talk a little bit about how that influences your writing.
0: Yeah, sure. So, um prior to becoming a therapist, I experienced my own anxiety and I I found that talking to someone to learn how to identify and communicate my feelings was was so important. And, um, as well as developing tools or skills to incorporate into my lifestyle to kind of help keep stress at bay. So by using the empowering super skills I mentioned in my book, I learned to transform my, my restless, anxious energy into creating something positive, um, like helping others, volunteering, drawing, journaling, um, you know, counseling and of course writing books. Um, and then also in college, I did an internship on a Navajo reservation in the four corners region of the, the U S um, teaching Navajo children. Yeah. And it was, it was really great. Um, I ended up working a lot with this little boy who had autism and we really enjoyed one another's company. Um, and I, I, you know, really connected and I feel like we both, we both kind of grew during those three months. And that's when I realized that I wanted to carve out this path to become a therapist. Um, not necessarily teaching, you know, similar in ways, but also different. But I, at that point I realized I could help, you know, many, many more children like this little boy when, when I was a, um, a therapist and then, and then fast forward to the present being a therapist now and seeing how much these certain social-emotional skills really help kids, I decided to share these super skills with more kids by writing my new book, um, My Sister's Super Skills.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure that, you know, all the kids that you're seeing really love the book because I feel like it exactly. could really help reinforce everything that you're working on. Um, mm-hmm. And I also think just, I think any typical child, I, I, it doesn't have to be someone who's struggling with, the, you know, anxiety or um someone who even has a diagnosis, I think that it's good for all kids because I think it's just like healthy, social, emotional,
0: um, skills
1: to have, like just to, you know, like thinking about all these different super skills. I mean, it's something that I, I work on as an adult. So I think it's something relatable across, you know, age, gender, um, and, you know, just regardless of like your background, I just feel like it's, you know, all these skills are really important. Um, so the last thing I wanted to ask you about was just some of these carryover activities, because you talk a lot about building a growth oriented mindset. So mm-hmm. I yeah. I did see um, a great therapy activity on your website. So I was hoping you could talk about that a little bit. Um, and then any other carryover activities that you think would be really valuable to share with parents?
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, having a growth oriented mindset is one that believes we all continually learn and grow in life and grow from our experiences and our mistakes and learn that we can, uh, um, you know, continually improve, whether we're children or adults. And, and it's so important to share with kids that when we believe in ourselves and work hard, we can accomplish anything. So I feel like having that growth mindset, oriented mindset is so important. Important as a parent, and then also for me as a therapist to to share with the clients that I work with, as well as you know that we all have various unique strengths that that um, will assist us in life um, for ourselves and our own path, and then also um, as we can share with with the world. So, in thinking about some carryover activities, well, one thing I'll, I'll mention before I kind of get into some various. Um, things that you can do at home with your kids is just that I do have on my website of 15 therapist designed worksheets that really help kids incorporate these super skills that I talk about in, into, in, in my book into their own lives. So, um, you know, I talk about emotions and then I talk about each specific super skill and then how your child or student can um, personalize that for themselves uh, so in thinking about more carryover activity, activities to help kids grow a gr- growth oriented mindset, one that I always really love is, is practicing gratitude. So, so we can do this in so many ways. Um, you know, you can together just simply make a gratitude list, just write, write down some different things that, that you are thankful for, or if you don't you know, have a pen or feel like you know, jotting things down. You can just, with your child, go back and forth naming things that you're grateful for. Um, I also like the idea of creating a gratitude jar. I've done this in some of my group therapy sessions. Um, you know, everyone jots down on a piece of paper, some different things they're thankful for. Maybe it's people in their lives or places, qualities they have, um, or that others have and put them in a jar. Uh, this, you know, you can do this with your family too. Um, and then periodically going back and rereading these together, because I really feel like being grateful helps us to grow and expand and develop a more optimistic mindset about, um, you know, ourselves and then life in general. And then, you know, this mindset, this grateful mindset will then assist us in believing the best about ourselves and all that we can achieve. So I, I think that gratefulness and, and gratitude is, is one that, you know, I'd like to highlight. Also, um, you and I, we had talked a lot about self-affirmations. I think that, you know, self-affirmations are just very simply positive self-statements that we have. Um, so we can, we can name our unique abilities, our talents, our inner characteristics. And I think, I feel like it's so important for us to recognize our one of a kind qualities. And this especially helps little ones, you know, to grow that self-esteem, self-confidence and realize that we all have special gifts that, that, you know, to use and to share with the world. Um, And one specific activity, I like, I love art with this one. So uh, one specific activity that I've done in counseling and um, in group counseling, individual, and then also with my own kids is um, using a, so drawing a flower, very, you know, very simple, a large flower on a piece of paper Uh, in the center of the flower. You write, I am, and then have your child with your help list their unique inner qualities or talents, abilities on the petals, um, on the petals of the flower and then coloring in the flower with crayons or watercolor. And then once that's all done and dried using black marker to go over those written positive self-statements, um, AKA self-affirmations. So that, that provides kids with a beautiful visual of their inner strengths, talents, abilities, as well as a great piece of artwork to showcase, you know, wherever in, in, you know, um, I have some hanging up in my office on, in the group therapy room or in your, you can hang it up in your house. And if a parent does this with their child, there's that added value of validation from their parents. Um, you know, assisting them in, in finding their unique strengths, which really helps to increase a kid's self-esteem so much.
1: Um, yeah. I think it's and, also great just for a parent to do that as well. You
0: okay, know, have yeah, a parent
1: absolutely. write their own, you know, have a parent write their own affirmations in there and what they're, what they're um, grateful for.
0: Right. Together. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I really do. Um And then uh, let's see. Another super skill that kind of comes to mind that I talk about in my book is mindfulness and just enjoying the moment. Um, so a carryover activity or, you know, well I, th- well, I think that practicing, I guess I should preface it by saying that I feel like practicing mindfulness helps kids. Well, it helps us all um, to be more present and mindful of what we're doing in the moment. So we're not dwelling on the past or, you know, hyper-focusing about the future. It helps us to slow down and feel calm and content and mindful of our thoughts and behaviors also elevates kindness and patience and compassion for self and others. So we can, we can practice mindfulness, uh, by doing things like taking deep breaths. I talk about that in my book, you know, taking deep breaths like a horse or, you know, even doing yoga with our, with our kids. Um, Some things I like to do with my kids um, is watching clouds together and pointing out different shapes that we see. It's, you know, it seems like it's such a simple activity, but it really is being present in the moment with our kids, Um, engaged, you know, not, you know, they're not on their their, their iPads, we're not on our iPhones and we're just kind of, you know, looking at the clouds together, talking about, you know, the animal shapes or, or what we might see in there. And it's fun. And so I really like that. Also in the summer, blowing bubbles together and then um, another simple activity, watching them grow, expand, float away. Uh, that's that's mindfulness, uh, playing a family friendly game together or you know, getting artsy or crafty, coloring, painting, even Play-Doh, any form of art really helps us to be in the moment. And then, of course, not to mention it's fun and and kids love it.
1: Well, thank you so much. I mean, I think you've given a lot of, you know, just you've given really, really just wonderful information. Um, So is there anything else that you want to share before we finish up?
0: Um, Let me think. I, you know, I think that you know, one thing that I, I really uh, thought was important to add into my book was just the healthy sibling sibling relationship between Lily and David. In counseling, oftentimes children will come in and, you know, one area is, is family issues and, you know, or relationship issues. And sometimes, especially when kids are young, um, You know, changes when they're older, a lot of times as, you know, they grow up and have families of their own, uh, siblings get along better, but when they're younger, there's a lot of tension and sibling rivalry and, and, uh, arguments and comparisons. And so I, I thought it was really important for me to share with children, this really healthy, loving relationship between the two main characters in my book, Lily and David Lily. The older sister who shares the super skills with David, the younger brother who is sad and and um, needing some help, and so I, I think that that's a really great model for kids uh, to see that that siblings can you know when they're young be really supportive and encouraging to one another, and that it helps it helps the whole family unit. And I I know that that's something you know when I'm in counseling and I share my book with with children that that we talk about and they see and that they really reflect on and, um, and talk about is, is um, the importance of, of that sibling relationship and how, how this book helps highlight that for them.
1: Well, thank you. I think that's, I, I, I agree with you. I can't agree more. I think, um, you know, I've been, cause I also train a lot of parents and um, I love when I see the siblings so supportive of their brother or sister and how they could, you know, and how they could help support their goals um, and help with their communication. Like, I just think it's so important to just have, you know, like that, that close relationship. It's, it's, it's just wonderful. So, well, thank you so much for being here and um, thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language During Mealtime. So thanks again, Lauren. It was great having you on. Thank
0: you so much for having me, Becca. I had so much fun. Me too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.